Dude, he can't throw the ball. I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you though right now. They don't they don't have to run the ball. They don't or throw the ball. They don't do it right now. They don't so do it right you're now. They're thinking have... they're gonna get somebody that's another run a rushing weapon as a quarterback, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. I'll tell you what, listen to this, hold on. Vikings fans, if you're hearing this, if you want us to come to your stadium this year and play flag football, you let us know. We'll play some powder puff football for you. That's perfectly fine. But when you come to Detroit, we're going to bite off your kneecaps. What is up, One Pride Nation? We hope you had a great week and are looking forward to another awesome episode of Lions Basement Banter. Today's podcast will be super offensive. And by that, I mean we will be talking mainly about the offense. NFL free agency is getting closer and closer. We're going to wrap up our pre-free agency series by covering offensive free agents that were on the team in the 23-24 season. We're going to talk about who we think will stay, who we think will go as far as free agents. And then we're also going to talk, just like we did uh, about the defense last week, we're going to talk about who we think uh, outside of the organization is a possibility and do a little bit of dreaming on who we think makes sense to come to the Detroit Lions team this year in the free agency. Um, We're also going to group in the special teamers for this one, uh, just because there's not very many of them. And we've already talked about one of them for the defense last week. Next week's episode will be exciting as well. You will not want to miss an, a single episode as we go into this, I guess, off-season draft, um, everything before OTAs type limbo here. We're not taking any kind of off-season ourselves. We're going to continue to bring you Lions information um, and a whole bunch of brotherly love and banter as we go too. Uh, next next week's episode, we will be talking about each of our pre-combine mock drafts. These are our mock draft ones. Uh, by next show, we will be mid-combine. So we'll be able to give our input on what we will have seen so far on the combine. But our mocks have nothing to do with the combine because we've already made them. So we'll be able to go into the week after and have our second mock. And we'll be able to kind of compare and see what the combine did for what we're thinking for the Lions going into the draft. In addition to the offensive free agents we will be talking about today, we also have a Lions legend conversation about one of the greatest and possibly one of the most loyal Lions to ever play. But right now, it's time for State of the Lions. State of the Lions is brought to you by Busy Bees Embroidery and Crafts. Are you looking for high-quality custom embroidery services? Maybe you want to look professional with your business logo on a polo shirt. Or some personal gifts for loved ones for birthdays, holidays, or even a just-because occasion. Blankets, clothing, stuffed animals, and more, all personalized with names, logos, etc., etc. The best thing about Busy Bees? They do custom Lions apparel for your tailgate on game day. And... They are local here in Michigan, but also ship to anywhere in the lower 48. So if you're looking for something personalized with love, look no further than Busy Bees Embroidery and Crafts. It's B-I-Z-Z-Y, Busy Bees Embroidery and Crafts. Find them on Facebook today. 
All right, so contract talks with Amon Ross St. Brown have begun. Saw that towards the end of last week. Um, what I've seen is reports of a three-year average of about 25 mil. Is that what you saw too? Uh, honestly, I didn't see. I didn't see what this what the numbers were. I was assuming somewhere in there he'll be in line with some of the other top paid guys in the league. It's just he's he's it's what happens every year is you're going to get paid near the top of the wide receiver chain in terms of contract annual salary. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he'll, the thing that I think freaks everybody out is like, you're paying a ton of money for, and I don't use this term, but a lot of people will, when they talk about St. Brown, they'll call him a slot merchant, which, you know, I, I disagree with because he's much more than, Yes, he does his work in the slot, but that doesn't I don't know why that's a knock on somebody. He's got great route running, gets separation on his routes. Well and his stats are up there with the wide receiver one. Exactly. So. But no, I I think in terms of contract talk, I don't really care what the number is so much as mm -hmm. because he's a proven player. He doesn't really get injured all that often, so there's no risk there. Um I think you just pay him what he what he's worth at market value right now and then you know down the road a year or two into his contract people will be praising brad holmes as a genius because he's going to be like midway down the wide receiver pay chart because people keep getting paid well more inflation and more doesn't money. stop in the nfl you know what i mean it's yeah it's not inflation happens in the nfl too so I know you're saying you're not worried about the numbers as far as price, but there are a lot of people, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people on X, a lot of fans on X are concerned with the numbers. Um, and one thing that I want to kind of push before I actually talk about some of the numbers of the current, uh, you know, wide receiver ones, top paid wide receivers in the NFL, I want to kind of point out, I've seen a lot of reports or a lot of people on, on a lot of fans on Twitter saying, Amon Ra shouldn't be paid this much or this is way too much. But then the next day they'll be saying we should go get Mike Evans. Um, that's not, that doesn't make any sense to me. You're, you're not, saying, not paying St. Brown, but going to get a guy like Mike Evans. Yeah. They'll say that we're well, or that we're that in general, the contract that we are going, that we're, that are, that's being talked about for Amon Ra St. Brown is too much for him but then they want to go pay Mike Evans to be on the team. Well, the problem here is you've got fans that are still tied up. Like, like I said, they're still tied up with the fact that is a slot receiver. Right. And people, you've got to break the notion that you're not worth paying top money. If you're not a Calvin Johnson or a Des Bryant type body type, because that's what they're saying. If you're not that number one contested ball guy, you're not worth paying that much money. Or if you're not, you know, a elite speed guy like Tyree Kill, you're not allowed to make that kind of money. And I think that's ridiculous because Amon Ra, you know, he maybe he doesn't have the particular skill set that you look at with a Megatron or a Tyree Kill, but he's got his own particular set of skills that make him worth that kind of money. And he I mean, you can't deny the production every time you look at him mm -hmm. on a third down. Who's golf looking to and who's 99% of the time going to make that catch? It's right. Amon Ra every single time. Yep. I can't remember how many times I saw this year when we were on a third and 
third and long where basically you hear people say, this is hopeless. Like you might as well just run the Anything ball, get the yards and, to 15 yards and get the field position on the punt. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden it's third and 15 and Amon Ra makes a 16 yard catch. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think he's worth that money. Um, if, if it truly is the 25 mil a year, I think that's a good number. Um, and I just want to point out a couple things real quick. Um, of course, production, but I also want to go down a list of, of some of the receivers right now. And, um, you know, it's again, I know it's not all about the number um, as far as money, but it kind of is. So uh, Devontae Adams is ranked number one here uh, as far as the highest paid overall wide receiver. Um, he's got five years, 140 mil. So that averages out to 28 million a year. That's the top. That's the top receiver right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you go down the list. Is he a Devonte Adams? No, I'm not saying that at all. Um, Tyree Kill, 100, 120 for four years. Um, that averages to 30,000 30, a year. Is he a Tyree Kill? I I don't think so. But then you get like to AJ Brown, number four here on this list. He's at 100,000 for four years. That's an average of twenty five thousand. Are we saying that he's an AJ Brown? I think it's <clears> really close to AJ Brown. Well, yeah, yeah. I different different type player. Yeah, there's I a hang that. up because you're gonna say if you anytime I'm you bring production, a comparison. I'm yeah, talking okay. production. Then yeah, production wise, I think just I'm paying for production. For anyone listening, you you hear the comparison, they're gonna freak out just because. Yep. Yeah, but I'm paying for production. That's what I'm worried about. And I think that that Amon Ron hands down produces as much as A.J. Brown or can produce as much as A.J. Brown in the next three years. Oh, for sure. And I think you have to bring another another element to the table is just be production-wise, they line up. But you look at who would I rather have in a locker room, <laughs> A.J. Brown or Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm taking Amon every time. He's a team player. He will do what he's asked to do regardless of what it is in an offense. AJ mm-hmm. Brown is, and I hate using this word cause I think it's way overused in terms of talking about guys, but he's a diva. He, oh my goodness. He yes. wants That's the ball. And it, if he though. doesn't get the ball, he's going to throw a fit. And yep. that is not, Amon Ra would be frustrated if he didn't get the ball, but you're not going to see him pushing coaches or throwing his helmet on the sidelines. He's, he probably would honestly just be, super angry and make that turn that anger into motivation to make bigger plays on the limited opportunities. He We've got. seen that. We've literally yeah, seen that all to show career. Ben Johnson. <laughs> now it's my time. Give me the ball. Right. But yep. Yep. And, and I just, just to piggyback off of what you're saying there, because that's, that's an awesome point. That's a really good point. Um, first of all, if he's not getting the, let, let's, we saw this happen real time, uh, this last year, if, Amon Ra is with a team that has a Devontae Smith. And Devontae Smith or Devontae Adams? Devontae Smith. Oh, you're talking like a... The, the Philadelphia... I'm, I'm, I'm putting talking, him in, in A.J. Brown's Oh, position. okay. So you're saying like a team that has like a true number one and a true number two. Listen, guy. what I'm saying is if you go back and you look partway through the season, I don't even remember what game it was, but there was a scuffle on the sidelines between the coaches and A.J. Brown because Devontae Smith was going off in that game. I think it was a Monday night game or Sunday night game or something going off in that game, and A.J. Brown wasn't getting the ball. But, I mean, Smith was going nuts in that game. So what I'm saying is, in my opinion, 
Amon Ra is cheering that guy on, not fighting for the ball. Does he want the ball? Hell yeah, that's what he's paid for. That's what he does. But I'm telling you right now that he's more of a team player. I agree with you. He's more of a team player than someone like A.J. Brown, and he's worth that money. So that that's my argument yeah. on that. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think I think everything you said I would agree with. I I remember that game clearly when he threw a fit because I was throwing a fit because I had him on fantasy. And <laughs> I was like, throw A.J. Brown the dang ball. I'm waiting for him to put up numbers for me so I can win the fantasy league. Right, and let's, and let's be real. I, I don't know exactly what happened with that whole team. I don't know the whole team dynamic there in Philadelphia, but that team imploded. And that team imploded, and my opinion, again, is people, too many divas, and one of them being A.J. Brown. And, and I'm not turning this into an A.J. Brown like trash talk episode, but I'm just saying, I'm proving the point here. I would rather, I would rather pay Amon Ra the same money as someone like that, knowing that he's going to be, you know, a good teammate and go with the Dan Campbell. I want to, I want to say something just, I read a funny report this morning um, from the New York post uh, talking about how the Eagles spiraled and the literal um, story was about how Nick Sirianni spiraled out of control after the suspension of big Dom. Yeah, I know he, I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. He was holding on to, so that makes me laugh. Like literally you, you spiraled out of control because you had some... He didn't have his babysitter. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to call him, man. I don't care if people come after me. This big Dom is an idiot, dude. He's <laughs> freaking fighting NFL players like mid-game. Like, what are you doing? You're, yeah. You literally get paid there to just look big. Yeah, he was the babysitter, though. That's all you do. Like, why Why are you <laughs> getting involved with NFL players I on saw the sideline? Like, you're some big shot. But anyway, I think it's funny that... Is that to me that that screams another like we talked about last week with with Kyle Shanahan and how he yep. was looking to push the blame deflection of the Super Bowl yeah. loss and and yeah. got rid of Steve Wilkes because of that. That makes me laugh because it's like oh well it wasn't our team or it wasn't me as a leader that caused us to spiral out of control. It's because we lost Big Dom. That's that's, that's why so we random. spiraled out of control. <laughs> Seems so random. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you on that. So. Um, I guess one one last one last word here. What's your feeling? Um, if if it's a three year twenty five average, is that what you're pay? Are you good with paying that? Yeah, um, I I'm gonna be honest with you, and I know we're gonna talk about this next, but there there are two to two, I would say somewhere between five guys on the team right now that you'd pay them whatever you have to to make them they're, stick around. They're cornerstones. You yeah. pay them what you have to. Yep. And and. I think Amon Ra is one of those guys, and I know receiver is an easily replaceable position nowadays, but there's just certain people that have the intangibles other than just pure skill that you yeah. need to keep on your team to keep the culture the way you want it to be. Right, and, and honestly, you know, Detroit fans should kind of know what I'm talking about here, but you go back to um, a, a earlier Detroit Tigers team, and that's why someone like Brandon Inge was on that team for so long. He was a fan favorite. He had awesome um, attitude going in all the time. Didn't matter how he played. He had a great team attitude. And he stuck around for a long time because of it. And he was a fan favorite. So, yeah, just an example. Well, it's, let's be honest. If you're going to talk baseball, I mean, you could almost throw Cabrera in that same boat. I, towards the end, yeah. Towards the end. Cabrera was, I know he had that basic lifetime contract. He was going to be in. Right. Yep. Until he decided he didn't want to play anymore. Pretty much, yeah. But 
he was not putting up anywhere near the production he demanded with that contract to be right. He slowed way down. He was just it, that was a loyalty thing. Like yeah, he, age got to him, and that's yeah. we. But they knew that was that going in, and that's what I'm saying. I mean. Yeah, well, we've, we've got somebody that's going into their prime though, and you pay him. That's my opinion. That's, yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. That's funny to think about. That's crazy to think about that he's put up those numbers and he's not even considered to be in his prime. I know. <laughs> yeah, he might have two or three more years, honestly, until he hits his prime. But yeah, we'll see. Um, so moving on from that, uh, the next contract I think they'll start talking about is possibly Jared Goff for an extension. And I, I mean, I'm gonna say, kind of counterpoint off that. Well, not even a counterpoint, but pivot a little bit he's he's not even the next contract they're talking about he's already being talked about before Amon Ra's being uh, talked yeah last year I mean they were already yeah. talking last year I know and they put it on hold and that's another great that's another great thing to point out a lot of these contracts that people are talking about and then they put them on hold for the season that person completely tanks or you can tell it's on their mind Goff just got better this year I, it was amazing I mean he played there were some games where I was like what what are we doing he played consistently all year. He played like he's ready for a good contract. Yeah, it's kind of almost like he was playing like he was on a prove-it deal. Yeah, yeah, pretty Which, much. I mean, I think he probably treated it like that, honestly. Yeah, it's, it was, it's essentially like you're playing for your life every every game here. You're yep. playing for your, for your career here in Detroit, so you better make the best of it. Right. And man, did he. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, a lot of talk of money, um, golf is a, is like you alluded to the, for the last year or more, maybe, um, he's been talks of how much are we going to pay him? What's he worth? How many years? Um, I haven't seen a whole lot. Um, but my guesstimate would be a floor of about 40 mil and a ceiling of probably 46 based on where everybody else is at in the end. That, yeah, that's my thought. I was thinking, I, I'm thinking it's going to be somewhere between 40 to 50 mil. That's, that's probably the sweet okay. spot. But yep. um, I don't know. I, I, I know there's, I, I've been on the Jared Goff fence forever because. I have to. I mean, I'll, I'll admit that. I'm with you. I have to. Last year completely wanted him gone. Like this is his last year here. Yep. And that didn't happen. That's even and after they were winning. He came out and proved everybody wrong. And. I'll be honest, I think during the first few weeks of the season, I was still on the, even though we beat the Chiefs, I was still on the, Jared Goff is, you're playing all right, but we, you are still not the answer for this team. And then as the season progressed, I started seeing more of, you know, some of the things I wanted to see out of him. I think the one area that still concerns me on him is his pocket awareness and the pocket movement. It, mm-hmm. There's just... There isn't any. When it collapses, <laughs> Jared Goff collapses. Yep. There's... Yeah, they, and there's video clips of that. <laughs> I mean, there is. I mean, there's video clips of, like, if you watch some of the sacks that he took, the pocket collapses, he literally holds the ball and almost hunches over. And I'm, not, I'm like, I'm not trying to, you know, get on Jared Goff, but that you're, you're right. You're exactly right. Like, he needs to have more pocket awareness, whether he throws the ball away Maybe it closes too soon on him or something, but I mean, and then there was the problem with the, you know, holding on to the ball and losing the fumbles and all this other stuff. So yeah, he had a stretch there where he was way too loose with the football. Um, I don't even know. That's probably like week twelve, and like I don't even know. It was around that time with Thanksgiving where the Packers beat us, and we got. Ste- I know one of them. We got steamrolled by the Ravens. Was one of them. Mm-hmm. That was were, a frustrating game. Man, there were, and then the the Bears lost too. There was a lot. There were a few games where he just he just 
fell apart, but mm-hmm. that's not all his fault either. No, and everybody has a stretch. I mean, everybody's going to have a stretch, and the, the, the good thing is he pulled out of it at the right time, and we went and almost won three playoff games, won two playoff games with him. So no. Yeah, bottom line, golf has to be re-signed. I don't think you look out there and you see any better option to replace him. I don't think right. free agency-wise, you know, you're you're looking at making a lateral move at that point, and you're still going to have to pay them the same amount you would have to pay Jared Goff. And can I just say one thing? Mm. You guys on Twitter and stuff, stop with the Hennon Hooker talk. I mean, he's he hasn't really played much at all. I see a lot of people saying we can move on. He, it's Hendon Hooker time. It's not Hendon Hooker time. Stop. Stop. No, I, I, I think there's something to be said. One thing I, w- I just want to say with Hendon Hooker is it, it did frustrate me this season because I think, I don't know if he just wasn't ready or something, but I think we had a prime uh, few games there yeah, at the end we of the year yep. where we had our position locked up and we weren't going to advance or, or fall any. I think we should have seen what we had with Hendon Hooker a little bit. Should have seen him in that last game for sure. Yeah. I, at least At least a half. I mean, maybe not the whole game. Keep keep the guys, you know, keep the rust off, but at least give them a half or something. It would have been nice. Yeah, but. I, I think I need to see him this preseason. And even though that's, you know, it's, I'm assuming he's going to get a good amount of reps with the ones in preseason just because they won't play golf all the time. They might not play him at all if last year was an indication. <laughs> Did they play him in They didn't play him at all. I, I can't remember. I know. No, 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 I'm saying golf, sorry. Yeah, that's all okay. right. Yeah, yeah, saying. no. Well, Hendon Hooker was still rehab. Yeah, obviously, yeah, he didn't play at all. No, 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 no. I, I couldn't, I couldn't remember because I, I know, they wouldn't put put it past me for Dan Campbell to just say, you know, get the guys on the field right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I think, I think we need an, uh, an off season here and a, and a preseason to see how he's developed and see if he's still got some of that magic he had when he was at Tennessee. Oh man, that was some magic. I, I was. You remember, I was stoked when we took him. I was super happy. So I was not as stoked, but I, I, I'm willing to give the guy a chance. I, I'm not saying he's a stud. I'm not stay, saying he's going to be a star player. But I was, I was. That was a good pickup in my opinion. So anyway, um, what? Do, so you're saying forty to fifty mil? You're a happy guy. How many years are you thinking? What? I mean, what's a good number on years? How old is Jared Goff right now? Do we have an age 29, on him? Twenty-nine, thirty. One second. Let me, let me look that up really quick. He's 29. He's 29, yep. and he'll turn 30 in October. Yep. Um, that's right around where where quarterbacks are kind of in that in that prime or in that few years where they're going to be good before they start to regress a little bit. Mm-hmm. Unless you're talking like a Rodgers or a Brady, right? Generational guys. Yeah. yeah but um, yeah, I think I think I'd like like a three to four year. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think somewhere in the three to four year is is optimal and maybe you put like a voidable year or two on the end of that just to help with the cap. Okay. I see him doing three with that voidable four, honestly, but uh, I, I would be happy if they did a four with a five. I think I'd be okay with that too. Yeah. I I think, I think you've just got to, you've got to give yourself probably a a good three year span where you're committed to him and he's going to be the starter, but you've got to give the leeway of if he regresses, then you have that option to move on from him at a lower cost or a, a lower cap hit, I should say. Right. I agree. Um, so that, I think that kind of covers the golf conversation here. 
All right, so the next one, um, and we don't really have to go too much in depth on this one, but um, I want to talk about Panay Sewell. Uh, he's going into his fourth year, and he's got that fifth-year option. Um, when and do they, I guess, are the two questions. Do they pick up that fifth year and when? I think I think possibly you pick up the fifth. Okay, in my opinion, yes, you pick up the fifth year. Now, okay. does he play out that fifth year as I think what it, what it is is kind of like the same thing as someone who franchise tags a guy that they know that they're going to extend so it's not like you're trying to trap them there more so you're putting a placeholder so that they don't get to free agency mm-hmm. and then you negotiate a long-term deal and basically you're just going to be pay- playing on a on a one-year contract but then the new contract will kick in right after that so you know what I mean? so that essentially you're saying that essentially buys us next off season we don't have to worry about Panay because we have him going in and then we can restructure or not restructure we can restructure other guys if we need to um and then pay him right is that what you're saying yeah because I mean honestly you're looking at I don't even I don't know what it is and it, I think it changes year to year what the what the number is going to be for mm-hmm. to pick up that option on him but, yeah, that'll be different next year for sure. Um, he's, you're you're gonna pay him. There's no question. He's one of those five five ish guys I, I mentioned earlier that you have to extend. He's a cornerstone piece that honestly is at this point on a Hall of Fame trajectory. I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, let me put you on the spot here because you've said it a couple times. Um, what are who are those cornerstone guys you're referring to right now? Mm, I think you got to be careful with it. I think. Amon Ra is probably one. I think Panay is one. Um, I think defensively, you look at Aiden Hutchinson. He's probably one of those guys. Yep. Um, there's three for sure. I Jared Goff is going to get an extension, and that's just because he's played well and he's in the most important position. So I guess you kind of got to lump him in there in that same category. But one other guy that I that I think has played extremely well i'm not ready to say brian branch yet after one year um but i i think kirby joseph is another guy that i wondered if you'd go there honestly okay um not gibbs yet no no no. i i struggle with the running back position and i know that position's been devalued longevity though but the running back and wide receivers are so easily replaceable in today's game that I mean, you saw it this year with us. We could have very well run out there and probably had a monster season with David Montgomery and and uh, Swift if we wanted to keep him around. Or even, I know Jamal Williams fell off in New Orleans, but that wasn't all his fault. He had some injuries. He had injuries. Yeah, he had injuries. Quite honestly, New Orleans just isn't the same kind of scheme that we are. So he's not going to have the same production. But um, Jameis Winston made sure he got his. Touchdown, though, just so everybody remembers yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Oh, I know one guy who remembers that very well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyways. Um, I think I think uh, we could have had a monster year with DeAndre Swift. We saw what he did in Philly, and he kind of fell off a little bit, but that wasn't his fault either. It was more of a usage thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we very well could have had a monster year keeping Swift and Williams in the backfield. I mean, if you want to keep going back, though, I mean, like, the, the 
the the guys that were really good and possibly even flashing the pans. I mean, you want to go back. Amir Abdullah showed flashes of being good. Carryon Johnson showed flashes of being good. Um, Javid Best was could have been probably one of the best running backs the Lions ever saw if he played it all the way out without the concussions. But I agree. I think there's a lot of replacement a replacement ability there. I just want to say though, shout out Carryon Johnson. He does not get the respect that guy deserves. Um, as far as what he did, yeah, I mean, he was awesome. Carry on, carry on. I I think that dude was was a great back for us, and he just I, I think he just was a, a a casualty of the business side of the NFL where yep. he just we just had to move on. And honestly, I think he could have been resigned and still had some good years there. But um, no, shout out to him. Shout out to guys like Joyke Bell. Joyke Bell, yep. Uh, Zach you know, Zenner was all right. Uh, I'll be honest. I know we talked about him off the podcast a little bit, but Mikel LaShore, I know he wasn't great all the time, but he had some flashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. but that's what you're saying. We're getting to the point of, you know, you're going to have those guys, and you got to trust that Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell are going to make the decisions. But, you know, do you, like you're saying, do you make a running back a cornerstone? I, Nobody else is. No, <laughs> Honestly, no, no. and you look around the league right now. Unless you're Christian McCaffrey, there's uh, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a player like that, then yes. Yes. But you look around the league right now, and you look at. I was looking today at some of the guys that are potential cap casualties around the league. A lot of running backs on that list. Yep. And Nick yep. Chubb is one of them. I saw. I saw Alvin Kamara. That one's because you don't know how he's coming back, though. Well, that's true, but. I know, but I he's know. done it before with the same thing. So true, but you know. I thought I also saw Alvin Kamara as one of them. I saw. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I saw that. He's got a huge cap number. So okay. that I I did read that it's probably more realistic that they look to restructure or extend him. I don't see how that. I'm not going to get into the Saints too much, but I don't see how they go without him. Honestly. No. No, but it's just not a val. It's not a position that people value as highly. Derrick Henry's gone from Tennessee. Think that maybe he'd be a cornerstone, right? Nope. You look at uh, the way that the Cowboys moved on from Zeke. Well, yeah, and then Pollard. They thought Pollard was a guy, and he definitely is not the guy. They're moving on from Pollard. I was gonna this say, year, I guess who's a free agent this year? Yeah, yep. But I don't know if that they move on from him. But I digress. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think. Uh, I won't allow you to digress. I don't <laughs> think he's a corn. I don't think he's a running back one on that team next year. Is all I'm saying. And Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard could be a running back one. I don't think he's a he, – he's not the guy that you're going to put in there for three downs, though. I mean, he's going to be – Right, okay. He, he deserves to be running at, back in a backfield like the Lions yeah. have. He needs yep. a split. Okay, I'll let you digress now. Go ahead. But, no, I was just, I was just moving back. You talk about running backs. Um, and the big thing is I don't think either of our running backs have the production they do without the guys in front of them, and that's the old line. Yep. And who are we talking about right now is Panay Sewell. Yep. So I think the success of the running backs is a direct product of what guys like Panay Sewell and Taylor Decker and Frank Ragnow and Graham Glasgow do on the line in front of them. It's not all running backs. So I can't and can't rightfully give them a cornerstone spot. Yeah, and uh, shout out to somebody who will never listen to this podcast, but old Swagoo. Um, I think I agree. I think it's it's uh it's big time balling time, honestly, in Detroit. I like I like the line. I want the old line to um, be shored up this year. 
I want our O-line to be as good as they have been last year, regardless of who we have there. And I think that's a huge piece because like you said, the running backs is a huge piece because of that. But I also want to point out exactly what we said. We're going back, Jared Goff. If that pocket collapses, he's in trouble. You have to have the protection for a quarterback like Jared Goff. You have to. He's not going to run out of the pocket and and make people pay that way. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's all I have to say is the got three guys we just talked about. They're getting re-signed, whether you like it or not. Live with I it. don't. I don't understand <laughs> how you wouldn't it. like Panay Sewell or Amon Ra St. Brown getting re-signed, but. You Goff, know. I see as people, he's, he's polarizing. Well, he's a polarizing figure. Yep, he's polarizing, yep. Um, okay, so moving on. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Will we address kicker this year? Or is that something Brad Holmes has literally said, we do not care about a kicker. We will literally pick whoever can kick the ball 30 yards through the... I think we do, and and we'll, we'll get into this more next yep. week Yep. Uh, when we do our, our more extensive mock draft, but... Yep. Spoiler alert, I have the Lions selecting a kicker in the draft. Not until, no, not until the seventh round. Okay. But they do I do have them drafting and you know, I I'll just throw it out there. I have them drafting Will Will uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Ricard? Will Ricard from Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Um dude's dude's an absolute boss. He's he went twenty two of twenty five this year with five of five from fifty or longer. Um Dang, we made, could use that in Detroit. That's for yeah, sure. Made all fifty or not? Yeah, he did. He made all fifty-five of his extra points, um, an eighty-eight percent clip on field goals. Nice, I like that. Okay, um, so you think we do? Uh, I just didn't. You know, I, I wanted to ask that. It's not a huge thing, um, and that's obviously not a huge contract we're worried about. But it's just been a frustration of mine in the past year, at least maybe last year too, of the lack of being able to trust the kickers and yes we love going for it on fourth down in Detroit right now I understand that but man if we could have someone kicking at 50 plus and know he's going to be at least have a good chance of it and man did I want Riley Patterson to be the answer I really did I really like Riley Patterson but he just is he just can't find that consistency that you need from kicker and he's got a leg yeah he just I don't know what it is but and Badgley you know I have no I have nothing no, no, no. Good. I, I respect Badgley. I, I think like Badgley was did what we needed from him when we asked, and I know there were a few times where he didn't come through, but, you know, that's the kicker business. You're not going to get that unless you have a Justin Tucker. Yeah, they they call him the money badger because he sits there and sucks your money away and doesn't do anything for you. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I just don't. I don't know. I think you have to. you have to get – someone more reliable and I think you have to take a chance on a younger guy we've seen young guys come in and have instant success this year even you look at uh Dallas what what's his name their kicker from this year he was a rookie super old rookie but um I can't remember what his name is exactly I think it oh yeah Brandon Aubrey Brandon Aubrey okay yeah I believe he was I a rookie silent this year I couldn't think of it no I believe he was a rookie this year and and which is crazy because he's 28 years old Hey man, Brad Robbins, <laughs> <laughs> the eighty-year-old punter, yeah. rookie punter. <laughs> yeah. no, oh man, Brandon I love Aubrey, that. You talk about him. You talk about Cincinnati a few years ago with uh, Evan McPherson and uh, Cade York came in out of LSU, and he was with uh, Cleveland. I don't know if he's still there. I, I don't know, but 
there there are young guys out there and they they can make kicks you know jake moody did okay at times and he really helped the lions out in the nfc championship game (laughs) yeah i've never cheered against jake moody until that minute so same um, same here but yeah uh yeah i you know i think it's it's there's, there's also, just so you know, some free agent kickers. I think most of them are going to get re-signed, but there's like Cameron Dicker. Um, the kicker. Yep, there's, there's, there's a few of them out there that if we really wanted to shore it up, we could throw some money their way. But I think you're right. I think drafting someone that's tested and true as a kicker, you're not really doing much different as a kicker in the NFL as college. So I just think, yeah. obviously things are faster. People are coming at you faster. But if you're making 50-yard field goals, you're going to make them on a different field. Yeah, as, so, long, as long as we don't pull a San Francisco, I'm not drafting a kicker in the, what was it, the third round? Third or fourth, fourth round. Fourth yeah, round. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely not. I don't want a kicker <laughs> unless it's sixth round or later. I still think that's hilarious because they didn't have any picks to start with, but that also, then they made it to the to the Super Bowl, so that, that tells you how good of a team they were. Well, yeah, but so they're, they're more they of a pieces. team that don't, they don't build through the draft or haven't nope. in recent years. They, they're, They'll trade they're and get Christian market, McCaffrey. So they can pull in the sexy, kicks like they can get a Nick Bosa and get a Chase Young on the other side and then they can as a rental piece honestly but yeah um okay so anyway we're talking kickers um I think that's a good segue into our Lions legend this week um and I chose for Lions legend Jason Hansen I think it's uh you know like I said we've talked about kickers a little bit and I think it's time to give him a little love here um just want to point out that he was probably the last kicker that we had Besides Prater, Prater was I was, was good. Say, don't, don't sleep on Prater. Prater was good, but I'm saying as far as like longevity and everything, I think he he might have been one of the most loyal Lions I I can ever remember. No, uh, for sure. Do you do you remember was Jason Hansen drafted by the Lions? They drafted him in the second round. Okay. Yep. Okay. So that that that's one thing I'm gonna say just to just to butt heads with you a little bit is Matt Prater longevity yes, but Matt Prater played heck of a career in in Denver before he, he came to Detroit. No, I'm saying as a Lion. I don't mean longevity like lasting in the NFL. I mean yeah. like somebody who was with the Lions for literally for my entire childhood. Yeah. Well, <laughs> who did did Prater walk underneath under Patricia's regime? I don't remember. I think he was here before that, I think. I think he walked I think he walked during the Oh, left. Yes, yes. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it might have even been his first so year. So he might have still, honestly, he might have still been here had we not had that's, stupid Patricia. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't have set myself up for that. You're right. Anybody that left during Patricia, we could still have. Yeah. You know, yeah. Darius Slay. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> the list goes on. Yep. Um, so, yeah, but I just wanted to kind of point out some of his stats, and, and this is the kind of kicker that you hope to get, and, you know, I'm not you know it's a kicker and it's not again it's not a sexy position um but you know you got to kind of give him his love here um his career accuracy as a as a field goal kicker was 82.4 percent and that's playing for the lions in entire 21 seasons from 92 to 2012 yeah, and who knows how many field goals they had to kick during that time i'm sure it wasn't. that's you you're you're feeding right into what i was gonna say <laughs> um uh, he had two Pro Bowls, 97-99. I feel like he probably should have had more. Um, he's also the first kicker to get to 50-plus 50 50-yard 50 field goals made in his career. Um, Prater is now one of them. Janikowski and Justin Tucker all have that, too. But he was the first one to do that. Um, good company. Yeah, that's what, good company. Um, what I want to say about him, and we're not going to go super far into Jason Hansen, two things I want to say. 
Um, I know a couple of people who have met him uh, at bars and they have said he is literally the most down to earth person they've ever met. He is, he's obviously a lion's legend. He's obviously someone who could walk around with an S on his chest, even as a kicker. I know he's a kicker, but um, I've, I've just heard that he's like a super good dude, but he didn't um, let the money and the fame get to him. Really? I mean, yeah. And <laughs> he also didn't let the fact that he played for the lions for 21 years get to him either. That could have gone the opposite way, but uh, um, yeah, I don't know. And, I just, the last thing I want to say about him, I'm not going to go too far, but the last thing I want to say is it is a complete travesty that he is not in the, or in the hall of fame. That is absolutely ridiculous to me. Is he in the ring of honor for the lions? Um, I should have looked when we were just there. Um, I don't know that I, I don't know. Uh, I I would think he's gotta be, he's gotta be. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but I, I I do. Uh, oh, he did. So he was inducted in in 2013, which is into funny, the Ring of Honor. Which is uh, yeah, which is okay. funny because he retired in 2013. So they yeah. literally yep. he retired immediately. And they immediately yeah. okay. inducted him into the okay. Ring of Honor. So at least they did right by him. But the NFL man to not have him in there, and I know there's a lot of other people waiting. I get that. There's a lot of other people waiting to get in. But. He'll get there. I don't know, man. I just can't they believe They don't value he's not kickers there. as much in, in, in the I get Hall it. of Fame. I He'll get, get there. But. And as a Lions fan, like the, I, I know people that aren't Lions fans are like, who the heck cares if he gets in? But I just, like, I grew up watching him and he was, if, if he walked out on the field, you knew we had three points. Yeah. And one guy that, uh, that I'll talk about too with that, you, you've, got to, you've got to think, guys like Adam Vinatieri is in it. And I know his career ended a little bit a little more later. recently yeah. Yeah. than. Than Hanson, but Vinatieri is to, another legendary kicker. Yeah. He'll be in. He'll be in the in yep. the Hall of Fame without a doubt. But he he has more on his resume in terms of Super Bowls. Super Bowls. Yep. Yeah. But uh, last minute winning kicks because the Lions didn't win back then. Yeah. So I, Jason Hanson, I, I don't. I didn't get to watch him very much. I would say probably like four seasons because. Like I said before, I started started watching the Lions consistently in that 0-16 season in 08, so I got about five years of him. Mm -hmm. I do remember vaguely, but I do still have a sweet spot for Matt Prater because I I, I remember... Probably the same way I have it for him. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean? It's just like because you grew up kind of watching that one. I'll have to dig up that that photo that that mom had. Uh, I remember when I was just young and I had my first Lions jersey. It was a Calvin Johnson. It was a, a blanket on me. It you were swimming in it, yeah. But I was, I remember sitting in front of the TV, eyeballs glued, and then there's your, my nephew, your son, Colton, mm-hmm. sitting right next to me with his little tiny Matt Stafford. That was awesome. I know, that's one and of my favorite pictures of him, too. I remember that exact moment was a Matt Prater game-winning field goal. I remember <laughs> it. I can't believe right you remember. I don't know what the heck it was. All I know is you guys were in front of the dang TV, and I couldn't see, so I think... I was uh, on the edge of my seat because we were about <laughs> to kick a game-winning field goal. Yeah, you were definitely glued to the TV. You were close enough for sure to literally be. So, um, yeah, that I love that picture. That is really cool. Um, we'll actually probably post that on X just so you got... You're good with that? Are you okay? No, I don't want that. you. I don't want you exposing my childhood. <laughs> All right, so it's definitely going up on X, just clicks. so you guys know. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get so many followers from your picture of you in the Calvin Johnson jersey. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm well known. Move I'm, on I'm from famous. it. Move on from it. <laughs> All right, so that's our uh, 
that's our Lions legend for this week. Do you have anything else really to say? I know you didn't really know him very much, but I just, like I said. Oh, I, no, I know. I, I know him. I, I didn't get to watch him much. Okay, okay. But I just, I just. YouTube exists, Zach. Welcome to the modern era. Oh my gosh! I, <laughs> and and after I called you a whippersnapper, so yeah, this is great. Okay, all right, moving on from that, we'll uh, we'll we'll move on. All right, and now it's time for that was random. Uh, this segment is where we talk about something random going on in the NFL, and we just so happen to have something that involves a Detroit Lion here, and uh, it would be the. St. Brown Bros podcast yesterday where they had Justin Fields on and they talked to him about a couple things. And I want to just touch on one thing that they did that I think infuriated a lot of Lions fans as well as myself. Um, and that would be Justin Fields talking about how Anzalone is a dirty player. What do you think about that? <laughs> I I don't get it. An- Anzalone is a Anzalone's a battering ram. He he hits guys. He doesn't mm-hmm. He's not going to, you know, be the guy that's going to wrap you up in a hug as a tackle and then just, like, let you go. And that's not how you play football. If you can't take a hit like that, then stay off the field. I think it's ridiculous for Justin Fields to call someone dirty for playing football the way it's supposed to be played. He doesn't go for hits that are meant to injure you. He goes for hits that are legal hits that have been defined by the NFL as the way you should tackle to not get fined. But he just hits at a high speed, a high clip, and he's hitting hard. Yeah, so, he brings the hammer. They call him Thor for a reason. Right, right. Um, yeah, I literally have words on my notes here like Anzalone's a baller. Anzalone plays super hard, and that's just how he plays. I mean, that's – I don't know. I mean, we're sitting here – if it was a different team, maybe we'd feel different. I don't know, but I I haven't seen Anzalone flagged for a, a hit that was dirty. I haven't seen Anzalone get fined for a hit that was dirty. Um, and sometimes people get hit for or flag fined for hits that weren't dirty. No. Shout out to Brian Branch. Um, yeah, Brian Branch getting half of his rookie contract taken away because he hit somebody the have way you see have you watched there. that clip again and again what, I mean, like more than, are you talking about the yeah. Bijan hit oh yeah there was nothing dirty about that hit. anyways it, there was nothing dirty about that hit but. no what happened was he hit a guy who's a first round pick in the star boy of the him. nfl yeah, so protecting him because they threw the flag they had to find him but anyway i have that anzalone is always around the ball he's a high iq player with a super high motor and he hits hard, and that's that. Like, I mean, if Justin Fields wants to be butt hurt because he got popped a couple times, then so be it. But don't come on to, you know, Amon Ra's podcast and call out a guy on his team. That's ridiculous. So also, like, what the problem with just with Justin Fields and and quarterbacks like Justin Fields, and not not all of them call players out like this. Like, I don't I don't often see Lamar Jackson calling people out like this. But if you're gonna if you're going to, from the quarterback position, run the ball, you are not assured the protection that you are in the pocket. No, you're a running back. Yeah, you're turning yourself into a runner. You are going to take some hits, and that's that's the risk you take by leaving the pocket. And if you're if you're going to cry about it, then stay in the pocket. Just Listen, I've been groomed to absolutely despise Justin Fields. He played for Ohio State. Now he plays for the Bears. Well, played for the Bears, my opinion. But I 
have been groomed to despise him. So I do want to I do want to point out that he has a little bit a little bit of credibility, if anything, because he did say that he played Gibbs in high school. Said he was an absolute baller. Um, and when he played in at Alabama, he played with JMO and had good things to say about him. So at least he's not bad talking to, everybody. Know that Fields was at Bama before Ohio State. Yep. Was he a transfer then? Yes. Okay. Um, so he's an. I mean, he he at least gave them their praises. But the Anzalone thing is sickening. And honestly, to me, I went back because of this and I watched the the Kirby Joseph hits on Higby and uh, that other guy. We don't say his name. Hawkinson? I said we don't say his name. I say whatever I want. To say. <laughs> um, I'm 50 percent of the those podcast. Those weren't, in my opinion, <laughs> in my in my opinion, those weren't dirty hits either. What are you supposed to do? You're going to get flagged if you go high and hit and even touch them on the head. If you even touch them, if you go low, you're a dirty player because you hit them low. What are you supposed to do anymore? No, this whole this all this this playoff run that the Lions were on has soured me to multiple fan bases. The Vikings being one of them. I always had the Vikings as one of those fan bases in the NFC North that I could get along with because Mm -hmm. there wasn't that deep-seated rivalry as much as there is with the Packers or the Bears. Yep. But, you know, the Vikings I was always kind of chill with. And then when Kirby made that hit on Hawkinson, all of a sudden the Vikings fans come out of the woodwork and, oh, my gosh, Kirby Joseph's a dirty player. He only goes for the knees. And then, of course... The following week, we get Rams fans saying the same thing because he hit Higby in kind of the same way. But what, like you said, what are you to do? He launched. He launched the, at Higby when the NFL makes rules to protect the offensive guys. You can't hit them. You're you're essentially making the tackle box this little square that is from their chest down to their waistline. How are you going to make a hit in that exact area when you're playing full speed yeah. and the other no. guy no. has a much um he has a much higher chance of being able to, you know, shift. Yep. So you've got to take them out at the point where their momentum is and that's going to be the legs, you know, the the thighs are lower. Well, I mean, look, if you watch the the Higby one, I was just saying he launched himself at Higby. Higby was running in kind of like a parallel uh, direction, it looked like. And, I mean, he launched himself and had to make the tackle. I mean, he, he's not going to catch him if he doesn't do that. There's no way to tackle him. I'll tell you what. Listen to this. Hold on. Vikings fans, if you're hearing this, if you want us to come to your stadium this year and play flag football, you let us know. We'll play some powder puff football for you. That's perfectly fine. But when you come to Detroit, we're going to bite off your kneecaps. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> Isn't that so ironic that Dan Campbell made that quote and Kirby Joseph is out here literally hitting guys in the kneecaps? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's not funny to laugh about people getting hurt, but, um, you know, when people, you know, I'm not laughing at the people that got hurt. I'm laughing at the no. sad and I'm not. And I'm not, this isn't anything against those players because I, in my opinion, I don't, I don't know for sure. I can't say this, but. Neither of them, to my to my knowledge, have come out and been like, "Oh my gosh, Kirby Joseph." I haven't heard anything be either. Nope. No, because they know the nature of the game and they know that that hit was supposed to be made. The only player I've heard come out and be an idiot about it is Matthew Stafford and his mic'd up coming after Kirby saying that was a dirty hit. Well, Matthew Stafford, how about you throw a ball that can hit your guy in the frame and not make him have to contort his body or reach up like. 
two feet into the air above his his wingspan and then have to come down with it and not have the awareness to see where Kirby Joseph is coming from. Dude, like, if you're going to say stuff like that, you got to tell me to put earplugs on because you're pulling out my Matthew Stafford heartstrings. That's here, bro. great. That's great. I've The Matthew Stafford <laughs> heartstrings have been cut for me. <laughs> come the, on, man. The the thing with that is it's just his, his wife has soured me to Matthew yeah, Stafford. Yeah, yeah. I cannot stand Kelly Stafford. What is it up with you quarterbacks and your wives, man? Patrick Mahomes. I mean, come on. Stop it. Stop it. Hey, she's a... Sports Illustrated. I knew you were going there. I like. I almost didn't say anything. I knew you were gonna say that. That's sickening to me. Whatever. Mid. Speaking of, uh, hey, hey, speaking of, I know we just talked about, and we're still in the random part, and I'm just gonna spring this one on you. I don't have this in my notes. Uh, Being the nature of Sports Illustrated swimsuit and getting all weird. No, no, no. We were talking about transfers in Alabama and how Justin Fields. How about uh, a little bit of a little bit of drama going on right now with an Alabama transfer that happened to transfer to Ohio State, uh, Caleb Downs, defensive back from Bama. Have you heard of him? Yeah, I have heard of him. Let me know what you're talking about, though, because um, I don't I've think I'm up on I've seen some stuff on, on X recently that, you know, and, and take this with a grain of salt. I know the social media thing is stupid. Will Johnson. But he's unfollowed uh-huh. Ohio State, and there's speculation that he's looking to decommit and that he actually followed Michigan on Instagram, but then defo- or unfollowed them after somebody had pointed out that he followed them. So I don't know if there's Someone's looking for a rebound. Which is kind of funny to me because he literally just transferred, and that's the that's the insane part of the transfer portal, which I'm not going to touch on. But if Michigan lands Caleb Downs, it manages to keep Will Johnson. It's over. That secondary is monstrous. It's over. Um, I just again we pointed out that he said something about I'm talking Justin Fields said something about Anzalone being dirty. Didn't say anything about Kirby Joseph being dirty, which is hilarious to me. Because that's where everybody else is at. But then well, because grew. I'm sure it's because Justin Fields is like, I haven't been hit by Kirby Joseph, so I that's, don't know how dirty he that's is. That's exactly what I was getting at, is he, he got hit a couple times somewhere. I haven't seen him. I don't have clips. I don't know. But he got hit somewhere by Anzalone, and it pissed him off. That's what happened. That's what that is. Maybe it was after he got done doing his little salsa dance on the sideline and then got absolutely destroyed after it. They lost that game right after that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment everything went uh-huh. wrong for the Bears. <laughs> so, let's, let's uh, since, you know, we had Amon um, Ross St. Brown is involved in the, obviously involved in the St. Brown Bros podcast, um, and he had Justin Fields on there. Uh, let me touch on this. What are your thoughts on the Lions' benefits? And I'm not saying he's a stud anyways because he's a piece of crap, but... What are your thoughts on the Lions' benefits? Are they are the Bears better with or without Fields, and do we play them better with or without Fields? And I will, before you answer, I will say I think Caleb Williams eventually will be a bust in the NFL. I'm saying it here as a as a super cold take. A super cold take. <laughs> freezing freezing cold takes yeah. on X. If you're listening to this, you know where to find him. Keep the receipts. You, you can at me if you want. I'm here. DM me. Slide in. No, I I will say. I say anytime you make a quarterback change, you're you're not better off from where you were. So it, with with Caleb Williams, you know what you have in Justin Fields, and you know the production he gives you. And he's going to win you some games. Are the Caleb Lions Williams them two times this year if Justin Fields is not there? That's what I'm asking. I'm not confident enough to say they beat him two times just because anything can happen in the NFL. 
Oh, should they beat them two times? Absolutely. Should have this year. Should have beat them twice this year. Yep. We saw what happened there. Yep, yep, yep. But, no, I, I, I think... I'm on the train of yeah. I think Caleb Williams is going to be their pick number one. I don't. I don't see how they move out of that. Where do you think he's going? What Fields? Oh, Fields. I think the best landing spot for him right now is Atlanta. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine saying that your upgrade from Ritter is Justin Fields? I don't know. <laughs> I think what I, a poverty franchise. Here's, here's what I'm thinking though. I think that could be dangerous for them. Uh, the the. Bears, maybe he's a weapon, I guess. But we're so bad offensively. You look at the what what the Falcons are gonna have now. They have a whole new staff, so no more worrying about Arthur Smith's incompetence. Yeah, and but dude, he can't throw the ball. I'm telling you, that's what I'm telling you though. Right now, they don't they don't have to run the ball. They don't or throw the ball. They don't do it right now. They don't so do it right now. You're they thinking have, they're going to get somebody that's another run, a rushing weapon as a quarterback yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah. You have Drake London and, and okay. Kyle Pitts, and how much are they used? Kyle Pitts is literally fell that's, off the face of that's the earth. What I'm, I guess that's what I'm saying is if they're going to if they're going to grab fields in the thoughts that they're going to be better in the passing game, they need to watch the film more. That's all I'm no, saying. No, they're going to use him the same way that – Philadelphia uses Jalen Hurts and okay. in the sense that they're just going to cater the offense to what he does well. So it'll be a lot of probably more mid-range to interme- intermediate passes, and then they're going to run the ball. They're going to run options. They're going to confuse the defense. They're going to use misdirection. You've got, if you had Justin Fields at quarterback, you got Bijan and Tyler, Tyler Jair in the backfield. I, I They won't have Cordero Patterson. He's a, he's a free agent unless they re-sign him. But They've got weapons there. They've got guys that can run, and adding fields there is just going to make it even harder to stop. Um, I think we're good there. You have anything else to say about the St. Brown Bros uh, podcast? How that went? What I mean, the Justin Fields interview, and any any thoughts there? I didn't watch. I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I just watched the clips that that have been spread around. So I don't really have much to say. I I, I know. I I <laughs> I think it's funny that Fields is so over the Bears in this in this speculation on what's happening he's he said i just want it to be over with he's mm-hmm. like i unfollow he unfollowed the bears because he just wants to stop hearing about it like do it, you believe that what do you believe that he actually wants to stop oh no, yeah no, no, no 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 sorry i i started asking that wrong mm-hmm. do you believe that he, that's the reason or do you think it's because he's not a bear anymore no i think i think i think he outlined exactly why he he wants a summer without he, worrying about yeah, or off yeah, season. Yeah. Right. If I if I was in his shoes, I mean, who wants to sit there and think about work when you're not working? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, he won't get away from it, but I see he's he's just he's trying to mute. Yeah, lessening the amount. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, I think that's all we got there for that was random, and now we will uh, move into the main event here. All right, and so with the main event, we are going to be starting with the breakdown of the free agencies for offense here. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, free agents that were on the team in 23-24 season, um, and then we'll move on to the free agents that are available to us for 24-25, or at least by paper um, available to us. So um, let's get started. Yeah, and uh, we're going to actually talk about special teams here included with the offense just because uh you know there's no there's no need to put a full segment on special teams players but no we already talked about germ too yeah and last week during defense yeah but 
along with that, I just want to say it's rare that we get this, but some breaking news that just came across while we were recording this is the Lions are bringing back Michael Badgley on a one-year deal. Well, then why don't we just scrap the whole dang episode? You know? <laughs> <laughs> they never cooperate with Oh, them. man, are you kidding me? I okay. don't know why the Lions front office doesn't consult us before they make these <laughs> yeah. uh, Because if they did, we'd be 0-17. So, um, <laughs> uh, there's that. But uh, I, I also want to say, how about uh, last week we talked defense, and uh, I guess we made, it, we made one move this week. We did. Tracy Walker's gone. We did. And we cleared up five and a half mil. I also thought, not that it's a huge name, but we didn't really talk about Betts either. Matthew Betts, yeah. Right, CFL legend. That that happened, I think, like the day before we we made our, we we recorded. But anyway, I don't think he's going to be like a super huge piece. He'll be, uh, he he actually might take place of Kaminsky, um, in my opinion. But we'll see. Yeah, no, I think he'll be, I think he could be a good piece. He's going to need some, uh, he's going to need, a little bit of guidance, though. For sure. He's, yeah. Yep. Not not a lot of NFL experience there, so we'll see. Anyways, um, Badgley has been re-signed, and I'm now depressed when we go into this main event. <laughs> but uh, let's start talking about the offense. All right, so let's go down the list, and let's see who stays and who goes. Do you want to you go first and say what you think, and then I'll kind of go off of each one and yeah, just kind of... for sure. So uh, we'll start with with who I have staying. Okay. Uh, first off, no surprise here in my opinion. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater is not even an NFL player. <laughs> That's why I no. said it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number one, Graham Glasgow. I please, think, please, Lions, please. I think Graham Glasgow is an absolute must-have, even more than Jonah Jackson. Um, do I think Glasgow is gonna? get paid as much as Jonah Jackson will this offseason? No, which is good. Um, I do think he's up for a pay raise, though. But Glasgow yes. is so versatile in what he can do, and he's the best The best ability is availability, right? Yep. So Glasgow, just very rare that he misses a game uh, for injury. He plays through a lot of stuff, and it's never something that's going to keep him down for more than a week. I love two. that you're saying this because you're reading, you're you're basically reading my notes. But yeah, yeah. So he's just uh, he he's he's a dog. That's all I got to say. I I think, I think, he shores up the guard position, and he also is one of those guys that can fill in if if Ragnow needs rest for mm-hmm. whatever he's got going on. All right. So let me um, let's let's kind of build off that a little bit because I I'll, I'll talk about the two. Um, right after you're done here, what do you what do you think happens with Jonah Jackson then? I think he's gone. I don't I don't think there's any need to bring him back. I because I, of price or because we don't need him yes. or what do you think? Because of price, okay. I think. Do we need him? Yeah, we're gonna need a guard rega- a guard regardless. But <laughs> we're gonna address interior offensive line, whether it be re-signing both the guys we have or getting draft Mason McCormick, or drafting someone. But it's gonna happen yep. either way. I actually saw, and I apologize, I don't know who it is, so I'm not going to give the uh, proper shout-out here, but I actually saw someone on ESPN um, has us taking a guard in, at number 29, actually. Uh, who is that? Is that the Oregon guy? Um, I actually believe it was... Um, that's a good question. 
The Oregon guy is uh it's it's not the guy it's not the Oregon guy. Nope. It was Jackson Jackson Powers Johnson nope. out of nope. Oregon. He's gonna I've be long him. gone by twenty nine. I've sure. seen him mock to the lines at twenty nine, not saying he'll be there, but he, I would he I would lose my mind if that happened. I'd be so happy. That would be awesome. He who, played he's a dog too. Who are who are you do you know who you're talking about then? I, you know, you honestly know it like it just was? broke before we started. I don't like I said, I'm not gonna give the guy the credit. I don't know. I actually saw um I think Mike Payton was the one who said something about it possibly. It wasn't his his mock, but I think I saw it on his or some somebody posted on and his he's a center, account. you said, right? No, he's a guard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. I don't I don't know the I don't know many other interior offensive linemen at the top of that. Do you have a pull? Are you seeing somebody that mocked the center? No, I okay. I, okay. I was just looking up Jackson Powers Johnson. I was okay. trying to anyway, remember I'm, his name. I'm sorry I didn't have my homework there. Like I said, it was literally as I was coming down to do our basement pod, podcast here. Um, but, yeah, so so you you think Glasgow should stay, mm-hmm. um, and you think Jackson will go, not should, but will go, um, based on what he's going to cost or what he's going to demand, essentially. Yeah. Um, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, we might have to change the name of this podcast to Basement Agreements. I don't know. Um, no, there's still plenty of disagreements to be had here, <laughs> trust me. We had plenty of those last week. <laughs> yeah, we might have talked off the air about them, too, a little bit, too. Anyway, uh, so I have, just like you said, availability, man. Um I want to keep Jackson, but I'm going to go over a couple things here. 2022 for us, he missed week two and three with a finger injury. Wait, 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 wait. Before you get into that, are you saying that you want to keep both Jonah and Graham? I would, in a perfect world, I would love to be able to keep them. We can't. I know that. Okay, you're nuts, but continue. Well, I don't know why you're talking about those. I used to think you were crazy, but now I can see you're nuts. Oh, man. Austin Powers? <laughs> Shout out, Austin. Uh... So 2022, Jonah Jackson missed week two and three with a finger injury. He missed week 12 with a concussion. Um, He did make the Pro Bowl that year as an alternate or an injury replacement, so I will give him that credit. 23 this year, missed week six and eight with an ankle injury. Missed week 12 with a wrist injury. Uh, Missed the conference championship with a knee injury. Guess how many of those games Graham Glasgow has missed during that time? I'm going to say a big fat zero. 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 The last time he missed a game was 21, and he wasn't even playing for us. So since he came back, he hasn't missed, he hasn't missed a full game. So I think if you have to choose one of them, I mean, even I know Glasgow is going to be cheaper anyways, but I think you choose Glasgow. And the age factor. Yeah. Glasgow's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think he's one of those, one of those guys you call an iron man in, mm-hmm. in the NFL. He's, he just doesn't, but he's quiet. He goes about his business so quietly. He just doesn't miss games. I he's he's just one of those guys who's just a consummate professional. He he does his job, and he doesn't need the attention for it, which is great. I love that. And I'm not taking anything away from obviously Sewell. We're not going to say anything about him. He's a hall, hall, future Hall of Famer in my opinion. But if he stays where he's at, um, not not taking anything away from Decker. But I'm telling you, dude, hit, Glasgow and Frank the Tank. They go about their business so quiet, and they're so. They're such good assets to this line. I, I think those are two of my cornerstones, honestly, as long as Frank can stay healthy and wants to keep playing. So those guys are great. Yeah, I'll move down to the next one. I've got – so actually the my next two are going to be – I'm going to just preface this whole thing with saying 
We're actually pretty fortunate on the offensive side where there aren't very many big name guys that we're looking at. I mean, you the interior offensive line is basically the biggest thing. And then you look at maybe the only other guy I, I see on here that I'm like, well, that's, that, that's a guy that, that we use quite a bit. And that's uh, Josh Reynolds. But um, spoiler alert, I don't have Josh Reynolds returning to the Lions this year. Um, Spoiler alert, I'm agreeing with you again. Yeah, but I've got, before we get to those guys that are going, I've got two two guys uh, that are kind of just unsung that I just, I, I don't see them going anywhere. I think they're just Dan Campbell guys. I think they'll be back. And the first is uh, Netflix, which is uh, Craig Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Craig Reynolds has had multiple years where he should have been off this team or could have been off this team. Right? Yep. I don't think should have was the right word. Could have been off this team, and he's still there. He's he's one of those guys that maybe he drops to the practice squad, and then we re-sign him back up. He'll be involved with the organization and he's okay with that. in some way. And well, he's yeah, okay with that. And not that he has a choice. Mo- honestly, one of my but... favorite highlights of the season is that block that Craig Reynolds Got threw out of the end zone. zone Buccaneers game. Oh, yeah, absolutely beautiful. Oh man, I loved it. He, um, he, cre- he put the cream and cream sickles on that one. He creamed that guy, so that was pretty awesome. You were afraid of where I was going with that. Don't look at me that I way. Think we need to get away from that because that's not what this podcast is. <laughs> hey, man. Let's keep, the cream in, <laughs> let's keep the cream into a minimum. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, moving on. The next guy I have in that same kind of unsung category would be uh, Brock Wright at tight end. Okay. Um, do I think Brock Wright's primed for some kind of major role? He was injured most of the year this year, but that's, you know, a flash in the pan. He hasn't really had those injury problems. No, he's been Mr. Reliable, and he can block. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know, he just makes plays. There was that one where he he made a, uh, I don't know, was that, was that in the playoffs? I think it was. I think it was because he came back for the Rams game maybe, and he made that one big catch where he made a guy miss on the sideline. And then he was out for the rest of the year because he broke his forearm or something like that. <laughs> but, but he just seems to make those plays uh, where, when it looks necessary. Like, where it looks like it's going to be nothing and then it turns into like a 60-yard gain. Remember last year against the Jets when he had that little little screen or like 5- to 10-yard pass mm-hmm. and he took off to the races for like a 70, 60, 70-yard 70 touchdown. He just gives you that kind of stuff. And okay. I know you're going to be mad at me, but I don't think when we bring him back that we don't need Shane Zilstra. I'm honestly like I'm not mad at you. I've come to terms with it. Uh just so everybody knows in, you know, preseason or before preseason, I would say like OTAs, I was high on on Shane Zilstra. I thought he was going to be not Sam Laporta, but I thought he was going to be Sam Laporta's um position. I thought he was going to do what Sam Laporta did for us, not as well as Sam Laporta did. Um so just to kind of touch on those Three guys that you just talked about, right? The two Reynolds guys and uh, or, or four, honestly, uh, the two the two tight ends and the two Reynolds. Uh, oh, I guess we haven't really talked about Josh Reynolds yet, have we? We'll come back to that. We'll no, circle back. I'm saving him. All right. Uh, so Craig Reynolds. Um, I agree with you. I have written down that he resigns, and I actually think he um, is going to stay pretty close to where he's at as far as pay, which is right where he should be, honestly. Um, so I, I, I kind of agree with that. I don't think he's going to get a huge raise. He's not going to take a ton of money from the cap. Uh, Brock Wright, I have him staying. Um, I agree with you. I think he's that really good 
you know, the, the person that you can put in there when, um, you know, when Laporta needs a, needs a breather or whatever, and he's going to not be as good as Laporta, but you're not going to be worried about that position when he's in there. Uh, and then Shane, if he played this year, I might be saying something different, but I just, I think it's, it is time probably to move on from him. I really am sad to say that honestly, but it is what it is. So, yeah, no, I, 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 like I said, I agree. I think those two guys are just kind of the unsung ones that you bring back and they're not going to be major impact guys, but they're good depth pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, my last guy, this is the only other guy I have, I have staying and this is a sleeper pick. It's not someone that I'm confident saying you're about be to back. make me mad. What? Go ahead. It's not someone I'm confident will be back, but it's somebody that I think could probably be back uh, because they gave up a seventh round pick to get him. I think DPJ is okay. A, is a you candidate. won't make me that mad. I thought I you were going to say know. Sudfeld. Oh no, I think Sudfeld does have potential to I return. I think he's practice squad. But when when I say Sudfeld, is he practice squad material or like eligible? I don't know if he is. I think he might be. Not anymore. I don't think he is anymore. Okay. Okay. Anyway, but, sorry. Um, the I I see. DPJ being a, a sleeper guy that stays just because he's a guy that you gave up something for at the trade deadline and he's probably not going to demand a he's lot of cheap. money. Yep. yep. Uh, he's somebody that you can use in the past game as well as on special teams, which we know that the Lions front office values. That's why we keep guys like Germ. That's why, unfortunately, we keep guys like Will Harris. Oh, um, stop, man. <laughs> just those guys that are versatile that they like to use in multiple facets. And DPJ can return. I'm sure he could be a gunner if he wanted to. Um, okay. I don't know. I, I That's just that's Take just Dorsey's spot since you're getting rid of him. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay. Um, I disagree with you on DPJ, and I am a, Lion, or, uh, I'm a Lions fan, yeah, but I'm a Michigan fan through and through. You're actually like, I'm not over here either. Yeah, you're a state fan. He's has, he has gold green fan. Get out shirt of here. right now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think DPJ goes. Um, I I mean, he's cheap. It'd be nice. I'm not saying that we don't pick him back up. or You know, it's possible somebody else picks him up by the time we do. But I just, uh, I just don't. We didn't use him. And maybe an off season would be something that he needs with the Lions to kind of get his feet wet and understand, you know, the the system and everything a little better. But I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think they, I don't think they keep him. Um, I just have a gut feeling, I guess, more than anything. My feeling with that is just like you, you gave up a seventh round pick, so there's something to be said there, and you're gonna get him for cheap. And also, you got to think of Lions are losing like some some wide receiver depth. You've got, you've got to. You think they are. They are uh, like I mean they're set to if they don't get bring him back if they don't bring Reynolds back. But on that note, I guess we can move on to the to the guys that I don't see returning. Um, I'm just gonna start running down a list. And, yeah, you're and, fine. And you go ahead and stop me if you want to talk. Okay. Okay. Um, let's start off. We'll start off. We'll start off with the obvious one. Teddy Bridgewater's not come back. Teddy Bridgewater is now a high school football coach. Yep. He's retired. And I'm sad to see it, honestly. I mean, he's 31 years old, and he, you know, I, I think he was a good mentor. I think he, I think he was a, a good player, and you know, definitely uh, wish the best to him, obviously, because I, I liked him a lot. Yeah. Good yeah. old number 50. <laughs> Such a ridiculous number to see on a quarterback. 
if that would have made it, if that would have made it to the regular season, that was a jersey I'd be wearing. So, anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's an obvious one. He won't be coming back. Now we'll get to the guys that actually have uh, futures in the NFL. Um, Big V. Oh, I thought you said futures in the NFL. Well, I, you 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 think you said that he you think he may retire. I'm not ready to say that yet. I know he has a lot of injuries, and that's why I have them getting rid of him. I just don't think he's reliable enough to hold a roster spot. You think at 31 years old he wants to start over again? I don't see why not. I think he's only been on two teams in his career, so it's yeah. not like he's... But he's got his Super Bowl. He's got, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Anyways, I'm not trying to argue too he's much. He's not going to be a starter wherever he goes. He'll probably just be a depth rotational okay. guy. But. I can see that. It's not worth it here to, to me with the yeah. Lions, and I think you're saying the same thing. And I but. think you look at it, it's not... People don't care about moving anymore and, and like... Do I want to start over? People, it, it's just, do I love football? Am I still wanting to play football? And can I get paid? Is that's that, part of it? Yeah, I think never, it might not be Vita. I think he's a pretty smart guy, if I remember though. Like he has, a, he has some kind of degree or something. Okay. But, uh, like a major degree too, but uh, I don't know. He he has a future outside of football. Um, waiting for him. So it's going to be based on if he wants to and feels like his body. Yeah, it's just like, do I love football enough to keep going through the motions of having to keep my body and mind right to play? And I know he's, well, you know, I will, I will argue against myself, I guess. Go figure I'm doing that. But, um, I think he had some injuries very similar to Levi and I know Levi's way younger than he is, but I mean, he came back and he's doing okay. I mean, he's not a star, but he's doing okay, so it's I possible. Think, I think Levi's were more, were more extensive. Probably, I, I'll say because they probably at no point was anyone talking about Vitae like having to be done with his career. Like no, no. Yeah, one that's true. You're right. Was saying that Levi, right. Levi, there was real speculation that he wouldn't be able may to play be again. Done playing. Yep. Um, but in moving moving on, uh, another quarterback in the same realm uh talking we talked about bridgewater but nate sudfeld i i don't have him returning i just i think hendon hooker slides in takes that qb2 spot and i think they could find someone better at at a quarterback three and they may not even use that position they might just do what they did this year and kind of relegate him to the emergency quarterback slot so they don't have to man a 50 use a 53 man roster spot. So let me let me stop you there because I agree halfway and then I disagree with the 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 second half of your thing here. I want a quarterback 3 and I want a Teddy Bridgewater. I want somebody that's going to be similar to Hendon Hooker um because if everything goes right, hopefully Hendon Hooker's not going to see the field for any extensive amount of time for the next 3 to 5 years if everything goes right. I think in my opinion um He's already, he's already wasn't was essentially an old head coming into the NFL. What was he like 24, 25? Yeah, he's like that. not young. Um, I think, in my opinion, you go out and get. If you're getting rid of all these guys, you go out and pay a little bit of money for someone like Tyrod Taylor. And yeah, you have I him to mentor. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see the need for it. I. <sighs> If I'm going, it's not necessary, but it would be yeah. a benefit if I'm it's possible. I'm not going to spend much money on a, on a QB3. Yeah, and and I think Tyrod Taylor made like five five mil last year, and I would not be willing to pay that much for no, him. No, I'm not saying, I'm close, saying like one to two mil. Okay, yep, okay. 
Yeah. Uh, so I'm just I'm just saying I think I if think you it's wanted possible to get real Hunter. crazy, you could go out and draft a late round guy if you wanted to. Are you alluding to something on your mock draft? No, I'm not. I'm just saying like you you look at a guy like he picked like six quarterbacks and a kicker, you guys. No, I did not. <laughs> there was not a single quarterback on that list. <laughs> One kicker. But I uh Brad Holmes, hear this. I think I think you're looking back, uh I don't know. I, I, I think practically you you may be able to get a guy like like uh FSU's Jordan Travis because he's coming off that injury and it's gonna be drop the same like thing as third for, round somewhere yeah, in there. It'll be the same thing as football okay, yep. after rehab. But yep. You know, I don't see them drafting a quarterback they after to. they did no. it last year. So no, it'll I be don't think it'll so. be a veteran presence that they bring in. But, okay. Um, I I don't know who that is, and I I don't really care to explore that until we need to. But Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Mason Rudolph. No, I I was thinking more of like the getting the MVP Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I'm gonna pull a stinking. Never mind. <laughs> Spoiler I'm gonna, alert. I'm going to pull, pull Mason Rudolph and, you know, take your helmet off and smash you with it. <laughs> Miles Garrett. <laughs> uh, no, that's a that's a spoiler alert. That's the one free agent offensively that I want to. He's lying. He's lying. <laughs> yeah. He's lying. He's lying. He's <laughs> lying. Please don't unfollow us. He's uh, lying. <laughs> uh, we already talked about Jonah Jackson. I don't think we need to rehash that. Nope. I don't have him returning. Shane Zilstra, we already touched on. I don't yep. have him returning. Uh, two guys left. I have Zonovan Knight. I don't have him returning. I think he could also be a sleeper pick to return because he's not going to demand much money, and he's a young guy. See, I've got him where you had DPJ. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I think he's That's fair. Yep. I think I think if I had to choose between those two, I I like Bam a lot better than DPJ as a player, and what he could possibly bring to our team if we needed him. Say like something like. God forbid Gibbs goes down or something. I think Zonovan could step in a little bit and be with well, he, Monty. And he was good with the Jets back when he was with them. He's still young. Um, yeah, they. I think he was. Was he a casualty in Michael Carter or was it Brees Hall? Brees Hall. Okay. Uh, Can't blame him there. I think it was. I think you're right. I think it was a Brees Hall thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Can't blame him there. You know, because... I think him and Brees Hall were in the same draft class. I think he, I think he took over for Brees Hall when he went down. Okay, I got you. But then um, Brees came back, though. I'm saying so he was yeah, a casualty yeah, he, because he was never going to be the long-term okay. answer. I got there, you. And they yeah. just didn't have the roster spot. Okay. Yep. Uh, but he's one I could see returning. But I have him leaving in, in my thing. I'm not hurt either way. It's the same as DPJ. I'm my, I, I, I'm indifferent on both those guys, no. honestly. And this, this last one I went back and forth on because I really do, really do. J. Ray. The Serpent of Death and the Praying Mantis and whatever else. The cockroach or whatever he called him. Yeah. Uh, I love Josh Dan Reynolds, Campbell, man. Wide receiver Josh Reynolds. I, the only hang-up I have on him is the price tag. I don't know what he's going to demand in free agency, and I don't think he justifies paying a number two receiver. That's, that's my problem. I want him back. I have him going. Because I don't think we pay him um, wide receiver. He's used to getting paid wide receiver too, and he's not. He's not that on this team anymore. I don't think. I don't think he ever was paid wide receiver too much. No, no, no. I'm saying treated like that. Oh. So I think coming into this, he's going to expect to be paid that. No, is what and, I'm saying. in my opinion, I've always said this. I think Josh Reynolds. I think. I think JMO showed me enough in that NFC Championship and in the few games where he sparked that he can 
number two, I think if we get, I said this last year, I know, but then we had the stupid, the stupid, stupid gambling thing that threw a wrench in it. But if we can get, if we can get JMO in a full off season, full preseason of work, and get him in the rhythm from the start of the season, he will be number two receiver. He'll be our number one option on the outside. Okay. Um, I agree. And, I like that. I like and, that idea. And that just that Josh Reynolds is going to be the guy that's going to get. He's on the outs. Yeah, and he he's a wide receiver three. He's a guy that you put in when you need him in certain situations. You have plays drawn up for a guy like that uh, to work to his skill set. But and we still have Leaf. I think and and rightfully so. He can go out and get more money somewhere. And he should. I mean, he should really. Yeah. Just because we don't need him, or just because he doesn't fit where we, where he needs to be in the NFL on our team, doesn't mean we're discrediting what he's no. done for us. Or and I know. need, I need everyone to anyone who's out there, you know, hating on Josh Reynolds because of his drop passes in the NFC Championship game to just I can't stop. Go there again, I already just went there stop. first episode. So because he's he's a great he's a great player. He did a lot for us during the regular season. Is it unfortunate that he had a blunder in the most important game of the season? Yes, but you know, you can't you can't always be perfect. No. And he wasn't the only one to drop passes in that game. I think Laporta had a drop, and I think Amon Ra even had a drop in that game. He so, did, I believe. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So, you know, stop blaming him, but uh, moving on, he's just, I don't see him returning. Okay. I agree with you. Um, I think I kind of touched on that. I think I kind of said everything I need to. Um, I agree with what you just said. Um, I, I, I can't stand seeing the hate on J- on Josh Reynolds, and I'm not I'm not trying to you know, give Josh Reynolds all this love and everything. He's a wide receiver too on on um, a decent team, not a Super Bowl contending team, I don't think. Um, but if he were to go with Justin Fields to Atlanta or you know do something like that, I think he'd be good there. Um, there's a couple other places, but I'm just I I don't think the I don't think he fits where the Lions, where he wants to be. I don't think he fits on the Lions team this this year. So. Um, and maybe we go out and draft a wide receiver. I don't know. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. I have one in my mock draft. I could tell you that much. Me too. Anyway. Me too. Uh, we'll move away from the guys that are already on the team, and, and we'll talk about the guys that we or a guy, I guess, is what we are talking about that we want in free agency. If we had a dream guy that we could pick up out of this incoming free agent class, who would that be? Um, I'll start off here, I think. I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to break your rule because you said one player, but I'm just going to throw out a few names there that I would love to have. Okay. And looking at the free agency class, I really don't see any position worth targeting other than like a pass catcher, right? Okay. So my dream number one pick to get uh, in free agency would be Mike Evans. I, I would love Mike Evans. And I know he's going to give a price tag, and it's not going to be great, but, ah, man, that guy just produces. Like, he does. Uh, I'm not ready to pay a receiver that at his age. I'm not ready for it. I don't want to. Mm, well, you're not going to have to pay him very long. I think you only get him for, like, a two-year deal. Probably, and he might be the piece we need to get us over that hump, too. Um, is that what you had on him? You got more? No, I, I want him, and then... I have another receiver. If you do, you want to talk more about Mike Evans? Are you good on him? Um, I, you know, I, 
I don't want to take anything away from Mike Evans. And I started kind of this podcast by calling people out for saying they wanted Mike Evans but didn't want to pay Amon Ra. I, I want to make it clear that if we end up with Amon Ra getting a contract and Mike Evans on the team, I'm going to absolutely lose my mind with excitement. I mean, he's a stud. <laughs> It'd be dumb for me to say I don't want him on the team. If they find a way to do it, then yeah, he's not the guy that I would target, though. But go ahead with your second guy. Um, so the Cincinnati Bengals are primed to lose some wide receivers. If you're going after T, there's no um, way. I got a wide receiver. His first name starts with a T. And it ends with an Tyler Boyd. So we've got Tyler Boyd. We've the Bengals wide receiver three. Uh, who I actually honestly, wrote that script for him. Yeah, no, he didn't. <laughs> I just want cre- the credit. He's not creative. <laughs> anyway. No, I'm just uh, we've got the Bengals wide receiver three, who honestly is a wide receiver two anywhere else he goes. He is was the unfortunate, uh, unfortunately, he moved to kind of a, a, a background role because they have when two you amazing draft receivers, a T Higgins and a Jamar Chase. You're yeah, not going to be yeah. the feature guy in your offense. You think? Can I ask you a question about Tyler Boyd though? What you think Tyler Boyd is a? You think what we're going to pay him? That's not just a step sideways from J Ray. No, because I think I think Tyler Boyd's better than Jay. Do you? Yeah. Okay, okay. Tyler, fair. That's why I'm asking. Tyler fair. Boyd before before Jamar Chase was a thing was the wide receiver one on the Bengals, um, and you know I think maybe there was a gap there. I think he played a little bit with when AJ Green was there too, but okay. AJ Green was always injured, so Tyler Boyd was the number one guy. I think he's capable of producing like a number one guy, but I think he'll probably get paid like a wide receiver too. Okay, so. That's my that's my uh, my compliment to Amon Ra if we don't spend big on a guy like Mike Evans. I got you. I like that. But and then you um, don't have to rely on a on a I guess rookie. Yeah. Um, as a wide receiver. Yeah. So, okay. I've got one more. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Unless you want to jump. Okay. No, no, no. I don't want to jump. I just want to ask you a question though. Oh. Okay. Because I know you're high on JMO. Yeah. If you get a Tyler Boyd, mm-hmm. what are you doing with JMO though? I know. I had to worry about what we're doing with JMO. You don't think Jamo's going to want a rookie contract still? You don't think Jamo's going to want some love? He ain't going to get the ball that much with guys like, you know, you got Amon Ra, you'll have Tyler Boyd, you'll have. Let's be honest. How mad does Jamo look right now? <laughs> That's the happiest guy I think I've ever seen exactly. in my life. How much time does he touch <laughs> okay. the ball? Okay. All right. I don't think Jamo cares he wants about. Those spl- he likes splash plays. That's what it is. That's why they drafted him is because he's not the guy that's going to demand the football okay. like we talked about. He's. Yep. He's the guy that's happy with what he gets. He just wants to be on a team that wins. I don't know that much about Tyler Boyd. I know Mike Evans, so we're not going to talk too much about that one. But with Tyler Boyd, I don't know that much about him. How? I mean, what's his demeanor like? Is he going to be someone that comes in and is? Well, never mind. I mean, yes, I do because he's playing with Chase and T right now. Yeah. So. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a huge Bengals fan, so I can't say I have the inside scoop on that. But from what I've seen, he's kind of the under the radar guy. He just puts his head down and, yeah. and goes to work. Okay. Okay, go. Okay, move on. Sorry. <laughs> My last guy. This one's gonna send you, and this is gonna make you laugh. I've already had enough of this episode here. I have a tight end <laughs> to back up. Uh, I do have a tight end. I've been working on it. Sorry, I've been, do- I've been doing squats. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. In all reality, my next pick is why? A, my why? Next, my next pick is a tight end to back up Sam Laporta because I think we put Brock Wright in like a number three position because we're gonna need three tight ends. 
Okay. And maybe if we, he's not better than Shane Zilstra, I'm going James Mitchell in, in that case. But um, I'm shocked you said that. Why? I like James Mitchell. I don't think he's a guy that's going to be a big producer. Okay. I thought you were pretty high on James Mitchell, honestly. No, no. Okay. Okay. I like him. I think he's he's capable of being good, but I don't. He's not one that I'm going to be like. We have to keep that guy. Yeah. No, I got you. Okay. Anyway, um, who is it? The this tight end is known for his great form in the gritty. Oh yes, okay. Former Miami Dolphin. Better say his name former right. Former New England Patriot Mike Gesicki. Former Penn State Nittany Lion. Yeah, I think I think Mike Gesicki was a number one tight end in in Miami. He was awesome, great. I think he might have made a Pro Bowl. I don't. Hey, it's possible Tyler Boyd could teach him how to do the gritty because he was with Chase. Uh, no one needs to teach him. He created. <laughs> okay, he's the father of the gritty. All right, let's let's go. All right. No, but but he uh, he's on a he's he just got off a one year contract with uh, the New England Patriots where he was just not used. Because... I'm sorry, I can't stop the father of the gritty. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. <laughs> I well, he's he's up there with like Father Time, right? Father of the gritty. <laughs> Okay, let's um, go. He's uh he's he's on a one year deal with the Patriots. He just got off. He was not used at all. Like it was him and he didn't have anybody that could throw him the dang uh, ball. If I he's stuck in a, I don't know why they signed him. His tight their tight end room was already good. They had they have Hunter Henry. Yeah. And they had yeah. I think they had Johnu Smith. I think that's the other guy they had behind him. Those guys were both like borderline borderline. Well, Hunter Henry was a number one tight end for the Chargers. He just had some injury mm-hmm. issues that forced them to move on. Johnny Smith was a number one tight end in Tennessee before they moved on from him. And then he became like the number two option at tight end for the Patriots, but he's still like really good. They have Mike. I don't know why they signed Mike Gesicki. So Gesicki's young, right? He's younger. Yeah, I, th- I believe so. My question to you exactly. is. Why don't we just keep Zach Ertz on a one year? Oh, we could do that too. I don't. I'm not opposed to it, but uh, I don't know. Are you Are you looking at Gasicki for Mike, longer? Mike Gasicki's 28. Okay. So what is Ertz like 33, 32, yeah, 33, in his, somewhere he, there? He's nearing the end of his okay. career. Okay. Uh, but Mike Mike Gasicki, I'm just thinking, you know, how cool it would be to have a two tight end set with Gasicki and Laporta. I think. That would be sickening. I mean, with being able to throw the ball to Amon Ra, to Williams, to Jamo, I, I like I like that thought. I like your thought process. And I think Gasicki's not going to demand as much money because although he was a number one tight end at one point, he's had a year where he did not produce. So I'm not. I haven't really followed Gasicki in the NFL. I do know obviously from watching him against the the Wolverines, he was a he was a catch passing tight end. Pass catching. Uh, that's exactly what I said on the opposite. You said a catch passing. He's <laughs> <laughs> a catch passing. Baby. Well, he catch he catches passes as a pass catcher. There, how about that? <laughs> okay, what are you what are you trying to? Is he is he a decent blocker? I mean, is he going to be someone that we can have on that amazing line? Uh, you and, know, I've not seen too many too many clips of him blocking, so I'm not sure what he brings to the table there, but. Okay. I'm just going pure. Not that it matters too much. Purely but. off the pass catching, he's not going to demand a lot of money because you know his his best season was in 2021. And he had 780 yards. Okay. 
uh, that's his that's his career high in well, receptions. Well, and I feel like a lot of yards. I feel like most teams have their tight ends too. That's the other thing. So it's insane to look at. He went from being in Miami, uh, having two straight years of over 700 yards, to uh, and then he had a down year in 2022 when he played with them. He only had 362 in yardage, but he had five touchdown catches. But then he went to New England and he had a whopping 244 yards receiving. Two touchdowns. Awesome. So it's just he's hey, been, he had one more touchdown than uh, Jamal Williams. He's not gonna. I'm just saying he's gonna be one of those guys you could probably get with the upside to be a number one tight end. You could probably get him on a cheap deal. Okay. I I like that. I like that. I didn't even think about that. So are you done? Yeah. You go ahead you and get your guys out. Okay. So I'm gonna kind of cheat too, just like you did. Um, but I I'm gonna say first and foremost. If it's go out and get one of these guys, and I know we're dreaming and, and all this stuff, if it's re-sign Glasgow or go get one of these guys, I'm re-signing Glasgow. I'm just saying that. I'm throwing that out there. Um, he is the free agent that I want re-signed on this team. I, I'm, I, I feel like we have to. But anyways, I'm going to go back to who makes sense, and because I feel like we're really set on offense, honestly, and I think we're going to do a couple things through the draft. Um, this is based on my mock draft. Um I would be good with doing something like picking up a, a number three quarterback that can mentor. Um, Tyrod Taylor will come. Will Mitch come Trubisky. Cheaper. No, <laughs> that's not my voice saying that. Um, Tyrod Taylor would come cheaper, I think. You could do some, possibly some Minshew magic. I would. I love Gardner Minshew. I would love that. I I knew you would, but. Um, him or Mason Rudolph. Those are the three that I would say would be really good mentors as a quarterback three I don't want on a Mason contending Rudolph. team. Don't want him. Okay. Other two I'd be fine with. I do not want Mason Rudolph. What's your team. reason? Mason Rudolph struggled to be QB three on the Steelers. Okay. Okay. He's taken a dive. I think he did well when he had to come in a, a few years ago, but he's taken. No, yeah, he's 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 not okay. any better than Kenny Pickett is. I don't want any, I don't want anyone in that room. Kenny Pickett is going to be a quarterback too after this year, I believe. Um, oh no, he's not. He's not the answer for that. I don't think so. Sure. I think okay. Anyways, if we do not get Glasgow back, and we do not get Jonah Jackson back, I'm obviously going to ma- mock a guard in my in my draft. But what do you think of someone like Damian Lewis from Seattle, or like a John Simpson from Baltimore? I wasn't even aware that Damian Lewis was uh, free this season. I believe he is. I thought I saw he was. Oh, that's interesting. I thought he. Was, I didn't think he. I thought he was just drafted like two years ago. But it's possible. He, I don't know. I don't know anything. I, yeah, Damian Lewis wouldn't be a bad guy to have. I. I. am not against that, whatsoever. Um. I think he's. He's still relatively young. He's 26 years old, and he could produce. Oh, he's been in the league for four years, so you're right. Yep. But uh, he should be on an expiring contract now. Unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be That's, opposed to that. I'm telling you, like, I'm not interested in either of those guys if we don't. If we get Glasgow or Jonah back, I, I if we get one of if we get zero of those guys, I want someone like that. If we yeah, it's do just get a, one back, that's then. just like an asterisk there. You're just saying. Should we not be able, if we as a Lions return, fan, I'm going to choke you for saying asterisk on anything right now. I'm not Tariko. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what I've got for for my guy. It's not anything super in depth or sexy. It's literally just 
if we don't get a, if we don't bring one of our guards back, we have to sign a guard. That's really all it is. And I want a quarterback that can continue to. I want Goff to be able to go about his business and still be a leader, but I don't want him to have to mentor um, Hendon Hooker on the sidelines. I'd rather have somebody in the quarterback three spot getting paid to do that. Makes sense. I, I don't have any objections there. I think that's fine. I think Damian Lewis would be a good replacement if we had to go that route. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that takes care of that. you have anything else on on the free agency or anything? No, long live Trubisky. That's all I got to oh say. Oh, my gosh. How many times? I think we're going to get, like, in trouble for saying that name that many times. Well, we're going to get a sponsorship by Mitch Trubisky. You think Mitch Trubisky has money to pay a sponsorship? Yeah, he's the MVP. Oh, no. Okay. He'll probably get us like he a... He said NVP. Pl- he'll get us a... Sli- Never he'll valuable get us a, player. He'll get us a green slime deal and just have green slime everywhere. Hey, just so you guys know, we're going to upgrade for Mitch Trubisky and we're going to get Justin Fields. That's all I have to say about that. What, the Bears? Yeah. Yeah, just imagine going from Jay Cutler. <laughs> hey, you know what? Jay Cutler was for a long time the best player on the Lions team. When Jay Cutler was, I think Jay Cutler is like the, isn't he like the leading passer in Bears history, which is kind of sad to think. I don't, I don't know. I can't believe it's <laughs> not like McMahon or something. I'll bet you if you asked McMahon, he would say he was because that's just how he was. But anyway, all right, moving on from that. And now it's time for a parting shot where we bring this episode to a close. Um, I want to start out by saying uh, that we really want involvement on this podcast with our fans and the Lions fans in general. Um, if you guys want to be part of this, you have any ideas, um, you know, you have a Lions legend to throw out there, uh, just let us know. You can hit us up on our DMs in, on X or Facebook. Um, we've got uh, Gmail. You can hit us up there. Lions Basement Banter Podcast at gmail.com and just let us know some ideas or if you have any critiques, we'd love to hear it. And also, if you own a company uh, in or around Detroit, we also want to showcase you for some free advertisement as we grow here. We're not looking for any kind of payment or anything. We just want to throw your name out there, um, you know, get you some get you some coverage here and possibly, you know, get get some people headed your way. We're looking in the coming weeks here, too, on uh, adding some more content. We'll be uh, adding video to this so that we can get uh, our YouTube channel going and you can see our beautiful faces instead of just hearing my sexy voice. Um, that was not in the script. <laughs> and we'll also be, uh, we've got a, we got a TikTok account uh, still in the works there, but I'll have some unique content coming out there. There'll be clips from the podcast, but we'll also be doing some extra stuff on the side. Um, more yeah. NFL related stuff. Yeah, and you I mean your um your background is obviously going to help a lot there and you've got some good looking stuff coming for some X posts and stuff too. So yeah. Okay. Um so last thing I want to do as a parting shot is I just wanna say if the Lions trade back, I just wanna say you guys need to chill. Um who did we get in the second round last year? Laporta and Brian Branch. If we trade out of the 29th spot, which is essentially a second-round pick anyway, be chill. Uh, 2022, we got Kirby in the third. We got Rodrigo in the fourth. We ended up with James Houston in the sixth. So that first round 29th is not that important. I'm going to be bummed because I'm going to be at the draft. Um, But just chill. 
that's all. Um, there's a lot of other notable players that came in the second. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Michael Strahan, Chris Jones, um, Darius Leonard, uh, Jalen Johnson. You know, we ended up, you know, there's a lot of guys in the second round. So just just be chill and trust the process and know that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell got this. So, yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I think that uh, I think trading out of the first round is honestly the move I would make. But I digress. Uh, we'll talk about that next that. week. Yeah. Cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, go Lions. Go Lions, baby. All right, Lions fans, that'll do it for this week's episode of Lions Basement Banter. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, We definitely love bringing this to you. Like I said before, we have to have your involvement to keep this going. Definitely uh, shoot us a DM, follow us on X. We know it's difficult not to have football on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays or if you watch college football on Saturdays. Um, It's definitely a difficult time. I don't want to live in a world with no football, so we definitely want to keep this going. Obviously, the offseason doesn't happen for us. Uh, Fandom doesn't begin in September and end in February. We love our Lions year-round, so stay tuned. Continue to follow, continue to be engaged, and for sure, continue to listen wherever you get your podcast. 